0: Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Annex Wealth Management is a proud member of the Barron's Top Advisor List and the Financial Times Top 300. Know the difference. It's Team Tech Trust.
1: Good morning, Southwest Florida. The Annex Wealth Management Show is ready to rock on 92.5 Fox News for Sunday, May 23rd. My name is Dave Spano, President and CEO of Annex. We're a fee-only fiduciary partner covering investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning. We've got a busy half hour, so let's get right to it. Joining me in the studio per usual, Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer here at Annex. Hey, Derek. Good morning, David. So we had a a nice day on Friday, up a little bit, but for the week, it was kind of ho-hum.
2: Yeah, with a lot of volatility, certainly in the middle of the week, we got a further inflationary scares, and I think the market is wrestling with three basic things. One, the possibility of the Fed tapering sooner than expected. Mm-hmm. Two, the coming slowdown in the rate of economic growth, and three, the potential for non-transitory inflation.
1: Yeah, so let's talk about that and break that down. So the taper tantrum that we'll all remember—the uh, you know the bond market and the equity market—kind of freak out a little bit because perhaps the punch bowl is being taken away from the party. But what they're talking about in taper is not really raising rates. I think they're more talking about trying to taper quantitative easing. Right. I mean,
2: one of the patterns that, that has existed throughout this rally. In the, in the markets has been the expansion of the Fed balance sheet alongside the rise in equity prices. Currently, the Fed is committed to purchasing $80 billion a month in Treasury securities and $40 billion a month in mortgage-backed securities. That's providing ample liquidity. It is pushing interest rates lower. But to the degree that they start to purchase fewer of those assets, for example, let's say they stop purchasing mortgage-backed securities, some would call that a taper of their purchases, but it does not necessarily mean the spigot has been completely turned off. Right.
1: So you think about what the Fed can do, you know, as Lots of conversations about inflation, and we'll talk more about it. But, you know, the Fed has a number of tools. One of them is jawboning and just saying, we're going to do this or we better watch out for it. And then, you know, they don't do something. Well, that's called jawboning or just talking the story. Number two is this taper, but not really raising rates, just tapering their purchases. And then the third would be raising rates. All of those are there. We'll have to really find out. But that's, you know, we, you know, we mentioned something which I find interesting is the inflation part. You know, there's two in components that go into inflation. Thank one is what you're talking about is that you know interest rates and supply issues, right? So we have a supply side inflation problem, but there's also demand, and that's that's going along as well.
2: Right. I mean, the amount of pent up demand in the United States is palpable. I was watching uh, CNBC on Friday, you know, seeing the streets of New York actually filled with people, right. many of whom were not wearing masks. That's a big change from what we'd seen recently. Uh, the other thing that I think we need to consider too is we tend to be myopic and focus just on the U.S., but the rest of the world is still slow. Japan is still in a recession. Uh, They're having difficulty getting the vaccines deployed in any number of places around the world, India and Brazil, to name just a few. So what's going to happen to inflation when those economies start to recover as more and more people in those countries are vaccinated? That's where I think you could see this transitory element become a little bit more permanent Mm. or certainly long lasting.
1: Right. So transitory means it's going to pass through when the supply chain issues get resolved. But I think you're right. I think supply is one part. Demand and pent up demand here in the United States, you can See it, you know. You can talk about it in any form of fashion. If you want to go and buy a pickup, buy a truck, go out and uh, get some lumber. There are pricing issues there, but it is starting to mitigate just a little bit. We've seen that. And the other thing I want to follow up and just uh, it, before we we cut for a break here is you mentioned internationally, and I think uh, something I saw that which is really impressive to me is there was so much in negative yields around the world. In fact, half of the countries now we're down to just two, and they're just barely negative.
2: Right. Germany's yield is about to turn positive. One of the reasons why, you know, international banks are sort of interesting here, given the high dividend payouts and the like. Um, But yes, I mean, as upward pressure and interest rate starts to develop, uh, that can put a damper on earnings multiples, which is one of the reasons why a good economy doesn't necessarily lead to a a buoyant stock market.
1: Right. And just the other way around, as we talked about a lot last year, the stock market was moving and the economy was not. And there was a disconnect between Wall Street and Main Street. And uh, in this, something you have to pay attention to. I think you really nailed it here at the end when you say, what does this mean to your portfolio? That is an important piece. As people go through their portfolios, that is one opportunity would be fixed income investing.
2: Oh, absolutely. And within fixed income, you want to basically avoid high duration risks. So you want to look at things like leveraged loans, which have very low duration and high coupons. Uh, you want to look at high yield, which has a duration uh, element, but also has a high coupon to protect you against principal loss. And then finally, things like emerging markets market debt. A lot of what we're talking about here is not friendly for the dollar. And if you buy a foreign currency and it appreciates against the dollar, you've enhanced the extremely high yields that are currently offered.
1: Yep. All great stuff. So on the way, if you build a business during your career, but are considering a sale, you know how complicated that can be. We've assisted a number of clients and we'll have some team members here to go over the steps to consider. Retirement planning has many moving pieces. How does our firm make sure things are taken care of with precision? That's all coming up. In the meantime, if we can help, head to our website, AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. We'll be right back. This is Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News.
3: It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management, one team, one plan, one fee. AnnexWealth.com.
0: Planning and investment insight from a fee-only fiduciary, and we put that in writing. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference? It's
4: Team Tech Trust. Annex Wealth Management provides comprehensive investment and retirement planning tailored to our clients' needs. And that ranges from starting people on simple path like Annex Ignite all the way to services designed for business executives and their unique needs. And we do everything in between. Joining me, several members of the Annex team. Let's welcome back Brandon Lehman, Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Good to see you, Danny. And Wealth Manager Keith Butler. Hey, Keith. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here.
5: Hey, so I wanted to take this time and introduce you, Keith, and we really appreciate you joining the team. We're excited to have you here. Your background is great. You spent a lot of time working in, in a lot of great areas of financial planning, but one area you and I have talked a lot about is business succession planning and some of the things yeah. you've seen there. You know, what are the types of business succession planning you've seen over
6: your career? Well, I've seen pretty much the gamut. It ties hand-in-hand hand with estate planning, which was my a big background of mine, and One thing is if you have co-owners, that presents a whole unique situation because with co-owners who are not family members, they need to work together to create a plan. Plan for the buyout, how to fund a buyout, what triggers that, like is it death, disability. But the more interesting is a family-owned business. And that opens up a whole myriad of personal and professional issues that people have to cope with. Um, You can pass it to Directly you can give it to them during lifetime, you could sell it to them, you could leave it upon death, or combination of a gift and sale.
5: When you think back to some of these different transitions you've helped guide people through over your career, what has been some of the major pitfalls you've encountered or seen people encounter as they've started to go down these roads and you've said, Well, we need to take a step back. Uh, because of X, Y, or Z. What, what have you seen the most common?
6: Yeah, I've been really lucky in many respects and that a lot of the transitions of business to family members have worked out really well through the luck of the draw uh, very successful businesses. But where I've seen a problems come up are for people that dominated the business. For example, let's say you have a chef who owns a restaurant and he passes away unexpectedly. All of a sudden, nobody knows what to do, who's in charge where i've seen the problem arise is where you have a a dominant owner business and they didn't make a plan to say okay if we have an unexpected bad health event if we have a sudden death what happens who turns on the lights and i and then we had a real unfortunate situation with a with a restaurant that just closed for a little while and as i learned at the time restaurants lose a lot of value if they're not sold as a golden concern
4: Talking about business succession planning, joined by Brandon Lehman, a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management, and a brand new member of the Annex team, Keith Butler.
5: When you think about it, from a valuation standpoint, at what time and what is the best way? Is it annually start looking at valuations of the firms? Is it every couple of years? When should firms and, and business owners start looking at valuation and actually start even this whole process?
6: That's a great question and particularly the case where you have unrelated co-owners who have some sort of a buyout agreement, stock redemption agreement they're often called, cross-purchase agreement. I recommend every three years looking at it, unless there's been an event. There may be an event that caused the business to go up in value or decrease in value, unfortunately, over that time. So I would say every three years would be a rule of thumb without something else intervening.
5: When you think about this, so, so every three years, family transitions, At what time should somebody sit down? At what point in their career should they sit down and actually start this planning? Because I have encountered over my career a lot of folks who come to us and they're like, I want to retire next year. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a little late in the game to start the business transition process. When is the best time to start that?
6: Um, The day after you open your business? (laughs) Literally, uh, it's something you need to think about immediately. And especially if, again, if we go back to a family-owned business, You definitely want to get that planning done. And you want to have communication. Because one thing I found is that people are often surprised by their family. And it can be in either direction. I've seen business owners fret and fret because, oh, my gosh, I I think Brandon should run my company. But what is his sister going to think? And then when you finally have the conversation after fretting about it for three years, she's like, yeah, of course he runs it. On the other hand, you may be able to unearth some problems you didn't dream existed. You may be thinking, ah, they get along great. Everything will be fine. Whereas when you have the conversation, you flesh out some things that really then need to be addressed. So there, there's no time that's too soon. That, that's certainly true. You know, lastly, th- there's a lot of considerations that go into this from value, from timing,
5: from all of those aspects of it. But what are some of the key considerations that you say if you're talking to a, a new client that is the most important
6: things to consider right now? I would say, especially if this is a unrelated owner's how do you want to value this thing? Because the first instinct is, hey, if I decide to leave, I helped build this company. I want to get my value out. But maybe it's not you that's the one that's leaving. So if you leave a valuation, if you just leave during lifetime, that's too high. It may be a real burden on the business or the surviving shareholder uh, to buy out. So I think that's one of the biggest things right there is to talk about what are these triggering events? Leave, just leave voluntarily. You retire. You die, because there can be a very different answer as to how you value it. For instance, for death, you have life insurance, so there's a way of funding it. You can't buy insurance for somebody just leaving.
4: Good stuff. Keith Butler is a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management, and as you've heard, significant experience guiding the unique needs of business executives, company owners. Keith, thank you for joining us. A pleasure. And Brandon Lehman, wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management, thanks for your time. Thank you, Danny. More to come. Stick around. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Here's an understatement. The last 12 months have been a roller coaster, right? Because of the pandemic, most Americans have increased their focus on investment and retirement planning. But what if you haven't taken that all-important first step? Annex Wealth Management can help. We'll create a solid plan for you that includes investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning. It's time to take us up on that free portfolio review. AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Start button. Know the
0: difference with a fee only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. Custom tailored investment and retirement planning from a fee only fiduciary. Know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show.
4: Know the difference. It's Team Tech Trust. Annex Wealth Management provides comprehensive investment and retirement planning tailored to our clients' needs. It's a role we take very seriously at Annex because there's so much at stake, details matter. We're going to talk about those details and how Annex, make sure we cross T's, dot I's. Joining me, several members of the Annex team, let's welcome back Brandon Lehman, CFP and Branch Director at Annex Wealth Management. Hey, Brandon. Danny, how are you? Good, thanks. And joining us, da-da, for the very first time, Angela Wingo, Client Service Manager, Annex Wealth Management. Hello, Angela. Hi. Welcome to the show. And Angela, we're going to start with you. Uh, Here's the scenario. A brand new client has joined Annex Wealth Management with the usual assortment of accounts, Right. Maybe a couple IRAs, an investment account, some stock, of 401k. I'm sure it's everything that you've seen before. How do we get our arms around all that and put it into the right place?
7: So the first thing we like to have is for the client to provide us with all of their statements so we can know exactly what type of accounts that they have. Because the client may think they have a traditional IRA, but they could have an inherited IRA. So for us, we need to know exactly what the client has. So if we have that information up front, it makes the process go smoothly.
4: Statements first, and and if you had cases where somebody says, "I I didn't know this was an inherited IRA," I did
7: just have one recently,
4: right? And they've got, and they have to be treated specially. They're different, correct? Right? Okay. So that's that's a step, and you kind of gather that all together. Is it inputting data? Is it all that stuff?
7: It is, yes. Yeah. So once we get all the information from the statements, then I can generate the paperwork that is needed to move those accounts on to Annex.
4: Do, do you have a sense of things that maybe might be missing that, that, that you know, we ask for it, but maybe it doesn't all come in? It's like, do, could you look a little bit more and find X, Y, and Z?
7: We do, yeah. Sometimes the clients aren't really sure what they need to provide to us. So then, you know, it's a second conversation with the clients saying, hey, we need to get these statements if they don't really know what to do we can contact the previous custodian with the client to get that information. Oh,
4: we're going to get to that. Uh, Brandon, I'm sure you're going to agree. Client service managers are key to making sure that paperwork is buttoned up. I think they're the oil in our machine.
5: They are, truly. Without the client service managers uh, behind the scenes making sure everything runs smoothly, let's be honest, I don't think it would run as smooth. They they really make everything from the operations standpoint, from taking care of the clients, so seamless here at Annex and are really the key to a lot of our success.
4: Angela, our client service managers have this amazing ability, I don't know how you do it, to speak the language of our various partners. I mean, you got Voya on the line. You know the right questions for that system. The same thing with TD Ameritrade or, or Vanguard or Schwab or Fidelity, all of them. And that's hard for the average client, at least it is for me, and I'm really glad client service managers like you are doing that.
7: Yeah, it could be tough for a client, but since I've been in the finance industry and with Annex, you know, we talk to the custodians all the time, so we know the information that they're looking for, so we know the language.
4: Brandon, our, our goal is a phenomenal client experience, and it starts with that portfolio analysis where the financial planning team, they review everything, they offer analysis, recommendation You're also involved with the client at every step, but when they make the choice to work with Annex Wealth Management, our client service team is heavily involved, and you work closely with somebody like Angela in particular on this to make sure that that's accomplished.
5: Correct. Without Angela and without the amazing team of client service managers we have here, our lives would be so much more difficult. They are able to see things and catch things that we sometimes miss, and and there was a, a previous. Um, experience that we just ran into with an individual where accounts weren't actually titled properly. And one of our client service managers had kind of gone through it, started looking at their existing accounts, tried to make the right transfers, caught all of this beforehand, was able to go back to the new client and say, we need to fix all this. And the client wasn't even aware of all the different titling issues associated with the different accounts. The client service manager went back, fixed all of it, and was able to make this a smooth transition for the client and do all the work so the client never had to worry about. It. It's almost forensic. It is. The amount of detail and the amount of work that they put into it, the the great links that they go to to make sure that the client is taken care of and the accounts are in the right spot is absolutely amazing.
4: We say team, tech, trust. And I like hearing stories about clients who initially have us work with maybe a portion of their portfolio, but then based on the service that we provide, they move more to their Annex account. And I think that's a real testament.
5: It is. You know, we, we, you get that a lot where somebody says, I want to test the waters with X, Y, or Z. But as they see kind of the approach we take, the different levels and the different skill sets and the teams, frankly, at Annex that we have from the tax to the investment to the financial planning team, these folks can come in and add so much value that the client goes, wow, you know, if I just have it all here, I don't have to worry about it anymore. It's in the hands of some great experts and great group of individuals and all these teams that can really take care of me from every aspect, not just the investment side.
4: Yeah, I've talked about this before, but getting it under one roof and especially the fact that it, like you said, our tax team, our state planning team, you don't have to call out. We, you don't have to say to the client, well, you better check with your tax guy on that. We do that. Correct. I think that's a statement. You know, there's
5: two things I say to every individual that I meet with here, uh, especially new individuals coming in, new families. And it's, look, you don't have to go outside and look for somebody. We can be the quarterback of this situation and help guide you down that path. We have the expertise here. And the second thing that I've, I've said is you will not look at Annex and say, I have a guy or a person, but rather you have a team. And it is a team of experts and individuals in all of their key areas to step up and help you out.
4: That's fantastic. Angela Wingle, Client Service Manager, Annex Wealth Management. First time on the show. Nice job. Please come back sometime.
7: Thanks for having me.
4: Brandon Lehman, CFP and a Branch Director at Annex Wealth Management. Thank you for sharing. Danny, always good to see you. More to come. Stick around. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News.
3: It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice help is a call or a click away annex wealth management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary annex wealth management one team one plan one fee annexwealth.com
0: planning and investment insight from a fee-only fiduciary and we put that in writing this is the annex wealth management show Tired of not feeling in control? Take it back, especially if you have the feeling your
4: current financial advisor isn't acting in your best interest. At Annex Wealth Management, we're a fee-only fiduciary, so our focus is your plan, not what we can sell you. We provide clear and concise investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning for our clients in Southwest Florida. First step, visit AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. There is a significant difference between financial advisors. Know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. Start today at AnnexWealth.com.
1: All right, we're back. Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer at Annex Wealth Management, is here with me. I'm Dave Spano, President and CEO. A lot of great stuff on the show already and more to come. You know, one of the things that we were talking about earlier in the show was really fixed income and and opportunities. But, you know, we've seen a lot of volatility and why we have fixed income in the portfolios is to kind of stabilize the portfolio from time to time. We've seen a lot of volatility. It could be that profit-taking is happening or people are moving around in sectors. I mean, that, that could cause for some of the movement.
2: Oh, I think that's for sure true. In fact, you know, most of the volatility in a person's portfolio is driven by the equity allocation because they are just naturally more volatile because they are higher duration vehicles. But a lot of the volatility has been from a reallocation away from some of the high growth tech names that led the market throughout last year and into this year into more, you know, mundane but cyclical recovery plays where earnings are recovering from very low levels, whether it's casinos, aircraft manufacturers, airlines, uh, retailers, and the rest. Uh, So there really has been a transition. And that's frustrating a lot of investors to the point where right now, I just saw a reading from the uh, National Association of Active Managers. Institutional investors are currently holding the most cash they've held since the March pandemic low, which suggests to me as a contrarian signal that you shouldn't be too concerned about where the stock market is, and you should be more concerned about what you're involved in.
1: In where it's going. Exactly right. So when you know, when people are pulling money out, that means eventually that, that money is going to get put back to work, and that's going to chase the better names. So I, I do agree with that. You, know, you look at a around the sectors right now. And an important part of the technology sector is it's such a big percentage of the S&P 500, and it has not rallied. In fact, it has trailed year to date. And so when you look at it, that's one of the reasons why the performance is down, because tech is such a big participant in the sector.
2: It has been a headwind. Apple, for example, is roughly flat for the year, despite a great report last quarter. Uh, The other thing that's interesting, too, is the five largest names, the FANG stocks, if you will, their market cap is X. but their contribution of earnings is a little bit more than that, which was not the case last year. So the valuations in some ways have caught up with fundamentals.
1: Right, and so which is a good sign, right? Because that means the P-E ratios are coming down. I want to transition to really the economy in, in more of a macro view. And we're, we always watch uh, the GDP reports because it's a sign of health. And obviously we all know that two negative quarters of GDP was is the definition of a recession. Well, we're far from that. In fact, the number that we, even the revised number that we just saw out of the Atlanta Fed is double digits.
2: Right, where they're looking at a 10% increase uh, in GDP in the second quarter. Uh, In terms of corporate earnings, analysts are now thinking about a 60% year-over-year uh, increase in earnings. So clearly the estimates have to go up in the S&P 500, which again makes that valuation that look quite rich just a few months ago, uh, more appealing, particularly relative to fixed income. And
1: so you look at that and go, all right, how, what is, where is my portfolio? How is it invested? Am I in the right sectors? There's a way to get that done. And that's a portfolio review. And Derek, you know, you know, we look at these on a daily basis. Folks come in and they have this mishmash, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. And they come to us and say, can you help us consolidate it and when we bring that together and we put it on a page, you can see overlap. And that's something that people might not even know they exists, right? So they may have Apple across many yeah, platforms. Yeah, and often we have
2: to make major changes because these duplicative holdings lead to a very unbalanced portfolio. And when we look at a portfolio and construct them, we're thinking about risk-adjusted returns. Not just returns, but risk-adjusted returns, and that's an important distinction.
1: And so there are portfolio strategies you can put in to mitigate that risk. And we talk about those a lot with our clients. If this is something that you'd be interested in and it's a whole wide range from diversification and overlap to perhaps some uh, option overlays, there's some things that we can do to mitigate the risk. It's not a binary decision of all in or all out. This is the type of thing that we do here at Annex Wealth Management with our complete team. It's a holistic team. Tax planning, estate planning, investment planning, and financial planners. So our time is just about up today. If we can help Don't hesitate to call us. Easiest way to get a hold of us is through the website, AnnexWealth.com, and click the Get Started button. From there, you go on to our complimentary portfolio review, the things that we've talked about today, and you get access to the complete team, including even Derek. And it's important that you know what you own why you own it, and what you're paying for it. There's so many moving pieces that when it comes to successfully planning, and we can help. AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in a week for the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News.